This episode of Child Like It Best with Mike Valdez is brought to you by Ugly Drinks. Ugly is a company that makes sparkling water with real fruit flavor. No sugar, no sweetener, nothing artificial. And with every purchase, a percentage goes to the Girl Up campaign. Ugly Drinks comes in delicious flavors like peach, lemon lime, cherry, and my personal favorite, watermelon. And guess what, Child Like It Best listeners? You can receive 10% off your first order by using the code UGLYMIKE at checkout. It's true. Usually calling me ugly would be offensive in real life, but at UglyDrinks.com, it'll save you money. Visit UglyDrinks.com and use the code UGLYMIKE to get 10% off your order. It's time to get real. It's time to get ugly. What's up, besties? This is episode 27 of Child Like It Best with Mike Valdez, and hey, I'm still the second part of that title. Real quick, before we get started with the show, I wanted to let you know that I will be headlining in Fort Lauderdale at Shipwreckers on Sunday, December 8th at 8 o'clock. It's going to be a free show with a bunch of great comedians, so come hang out. It's going to be a blast. This episode is Casey Conley. Casey is a hilarious stand-up comedian and a very amazing person. She has a monthly live show at Improv U called The Casey Conley Show, and it's also a live podcast which you can subscribe to on all podcast platforms. This episode was such a blast. I really admire Casey so much, and I'm so thankful to her for allowing me to talk with her. I really think that you guys are going to love this episode, so without further ado, please enjoy the amazing and the hilarious Casey Conley. everybody, this is Child Like It Best with Mike Valdez. Hey guys, guess what? I'm Mike Valdez, and today I have a very special guest with me, Casey Conley. Hello everybody. Hey. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for doing this. Actually, I... uh, thanks for coming to my house. Yes, to you're your welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate you taking the time to oh, do this. So well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. you taking the time to drive here. Of course. That's not <laughs> an issue for me at all whatsoever. So the first thing we like to do here at Child Like It Best before I ask the first question is we like to take a Flintstones vitamin oh. because it brings us back to childhood. Yes. So yeah, you, those are the Flintstones. Has complete. anyone ever rejected them? Sometimes. Oh, okay. But I don't, I'm not going to be that person. But I was just wondering. I know how people can be. I moved here from LA. So yeah. I know people are like, uh, no, no, I'm I don't want to put this in my body. Yeah. I know all about that. Just one. Oh, goodness. However many you'd like. I've, I've heard many people tell stories about how they've had the whole bottle. Oh, my God. Yeah, really? Absolutely. We did. Um, we did Flintstones gummies growing up, but the, or Flintstones vitamins, but we didn't have gummies. Yeah. Yeah. It was just the. The chalky ones. Yeah. 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 That's usually horrible. Right. <laughs> yeah. So as you're taking Ooh. that in, can you tell the listeners where you grew up? I grew up in a little town called Longwood, Florida. It's like 25 minutes east, maybe a little bit north of Orlando. So I most of the time just tell people Orlando because no one's ever heard of Longwood. Yeah, 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 of course. I feel the same way about like growing up in Pembroke Pines where it's just like, oh, I I live in Miami. You know, unless you're like from Florida and you might Mm. have some idea of where it's at. Exactly. Yeah. I was I tried to write a joke once about being the lesbian from Longwood. Right. <laughs> that is kind of funny. It, yeah. It's just a little too punny. It's like, you know what I mean? Like it's like corn. It, it wrote itself too easily. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I tried it for like a week or two and I was like, this isn't, this is not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you're a stand up comedian now, but what kind of kid would you say that you were growing up? Like who did you oh. sit with at the lunch table? That kind of thing. Well, okay, you should you should narrow it down to like age, I guess. But I was definitely a so when I was a kid, kid like little kid, mm-hmm. I was a tomboy, yeah. through, like through and through. 
I played in the neighborhood, like, you know, games. I was, there was, I lived in a cul-de-sac. Okay. So in the, you know, <laughs> dichotomy of the, you know, or like the hierarchy of the neighborhood, yeah. cul-de-sac kid, since that was like the home base where everybody gathered to play, I was kind of cool. Okay. That, just because I had that home base. Okay. So I could just look out my front window and be like, are we playing yet? And it, like, uh. see if there's people gathering and I didn't have to just stand out there and wait. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's very interesting. That's where we gathered. And then we were always playing like basketball or things like really got cyclical. Like it was like basketball was always popular. Yeah. And then we'd get really into like roller hockey for like six months. And then I remember one Christmas, everybody got those Razor, razor scooters. Yes. And we got real hard into those yeah. for a while. And then I remember going from those back to bicycles. Okay. And we were like, this is amazing. You can go over grass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why did we leave bicycles for yeah. so long? Yep, that's very true. So yeah, we would. it was like, there was always like a game or something trending that, you know, and we, we would just go into the next fad and play that really hard. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I remember Razor Scooters and then the next trend, at least for me and my group of friends, was skateboarding. Yeah. So like we were really into like all that stuff and like, and like, you know, because like the whole MTV of it all had just happened. So there's always like the, you always had to have the kid that was good at filming everyone doing the stupid stuff. So like I was oh, always the you person had filmers? that Wait, how old are you? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> how, wait, because we didn't have we didn't have the technology yet to be filming our outdoor our oh, activities. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm, it was just play. We're just here to play. Sure. Yeah. Well, there was that, too. But I mean, like I had like those camcorder kind of things. So, I oh. mean, this was back in like 2000 and two or three okay yeah. i was in high school on that yeah two and three, so. <laughs> but even so, still yeah yeah we're, we're not too far apart i don't no. think i'm 31 i'm so. 33 there you go okay. yeah yeah the, le- the year we- of our lord and savior yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's right it is oh man i haven't thought about that in a long time i know right <laughs> I grew, i'm uh confirmed catholic are you i am i, am I wish i had confirmation they confirmed me i don't know if they would take it back if they could but <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I am indeed confirmed. That interests me. So like, did your, so you went to church every week and stuff like that? Yeah. I'm, I'm probably not the greatest to like be, uh, the authority on it all sure. as it was a long time Neither ago. Since I. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we went to church. We went, we had, we had, um, what we called donut duty, okay. which was my family signed up and for like two or three hours, um, one Sunday a month, we would be in charge of selling the donuts and coffee at the, oh. at the, it was like a ministry you could do. Holy and cow. So the, me, I, I have two older sisters. And so the five of us with my parents would go and we'd set up the donuts and get the coffee ready. And people would come file through the line and it was like 40 cents or something like that for a donut. Oh, wow. And you'd take the money and give them change. And then there was a like cafeteria, essentially like table set up. So people would hang and eat. Sometimes they would just grab their donuts and go and whatever. And so it was just our job to sell them and then clean up after. Yeah. One Sunday a month. That's so interesting. I've never been to a church that sells that stuff it's always like free yeah you know what i mean i guess they were uh they know, were smart any chance they could get to get some <laughs> yeah. more cat it was like hey you remember how you just donated 20 yeah. bucks and mass also yeah. you're gonna pay for your own donuts <laughs> yeah that's that's the thing that was unbelievable to me was that the church asked for money that's really weird i don't, yeah. I don't think the church has ever asked for money before yeah, yeah. Uh, seriously when are yeah. they not asking for exactly. money i feel like yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh it's yeah. a fall festival you're volunteering also you want to participate participate yeah. yeah it'll cost you exactly go buy a wristband oh my gosh yeah i know all about 
all that stuff. We did know? the fall festivals too. That was always really fun. I have, I mean, despite Isn't the that, fact that I'm not like practicing anymore, I have yeah. fond memories of my time. Of course, yeah. You know? Isn't that so fun how like you, <laughs> it wasn't Halloween, but it was fall festival. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't trick or treating, it was trunk or treating. Oh, you know? we never called it that. Yeah, well, what we did was we would have people uh, decorate the trunks of their car. Oh, and you wow. would walk around the parking lot trick or treating. That's a little sketchy trunk to or me. treating. Yeah. I'm also picturing like a pimp my ride situation where everyone's oh, cars 100%. are like, yes. <laughs> like everyone's cars are souped up or something. Yeah. Yep. yeah. We put a PS4 on your dashboard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's what it was. Yeah. It's a, I, I agree with you. I have very fond memories, but it's weird. It's a weird situation at the same time. Yeah. It's a little uncomfortable when I like, because I, I knew I was gay. So like there's, mm-hmm. there's, or I knew I at least had some tendencies. Sure. So there was at least moments where I, I can recall sitting in church and being like, does he know? Like he has to know right. that this is like a sham. You know what I mean? That weird, this is not the podcast for this, but you know what no, I mean? That's, no, that's totally fine. Yeah. Actually, believe it or not, it kind of is because like. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, actually he thought it was about kid stuff. No, it's about religion. No, it's about how we're all still kids Yeah, uh, because we're all just kids in adult costumes. That's really all 100%. we are. Yeah, that's really all we are. And that's what this podcast is about. I shed and my costume a lot, my adult costume. Yeah, me too. Like pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, in me fact. too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll strip naked for anything. In <laughs> yeah, I completely understand understand what you mean maybe not necessarily in that specific vein but i am in the camp of like if we really believe a sin is a sin then like technically everybody is what like everybody is a murderer you know like that kind of a thing exactly if we really believe that so like why are we saying that this is worse than another thing right like that kind of thing which is really oh it's getting deep it's getting deep here yeah (laughs) and it's getting and it's like a weird social commentary right where it's like I don't know, man. Like I, I just believe, like, I still believe in God and I still believe in Jesus and that kind of stuff. And I just don't believe that Jesus would be the type of person that would hate on people like because of what they did or what they believed or whatever the case, you know, it's just not. And he was only 33. He had a lot of life to experience. Exactly. You know, (laughs) exactly. I remember like in every life stage, you know, every, every moment I've had to reflect, I think I'm like, Oh yeah, this is, I finally have the perspective I've been looking for that people talk about. I I get it. Yeah. I understand. And then I'll hit the next one and be like, I had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that sounds about right. For sure. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking about that recently because I, I mostly just r- thought about it because I was trying to write this tag for a joke where <laughs> it was like, I, it's mostly just about like this bit about like how men aren't, it's, it's, a thing about Disney princesses or whatever, but the first part of it is about men and how men aren't that great. Like men are never going to come find you and save you like that kind of thing. Like, cause <laughs> men are just not like that. And so I came up with this joke that was like, most men are scared to die at 33. And then I was like, do you think you're Jesus dude? Like that kind of <laughs> thing where it's like, guys literally think they're Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's a dumb joke, but that's what I was thinking. Anyway, to kind of bring it back uh, to into topic, so what kind of things would you say that you were really into? We were talking about Rugrats beforehand, and like, oh, yeah, yeah. What kind of like television shows and like movies and things like that were you into? Rugrats for sure. I was into that probably longer than I than was normal. Sure, like I think that was like a young kid show, but I liked it like well into middle school. Yeah, me too. And I had like a calendar 
in, <laughs> I had a Rugrats calendar. I remember it. Like I could picture the months. Okay. Um, yeah. And I was, I was really into Rugrats. I was really into, oh, the movie Three Ninjas. Yes. <laughs> yes. Rocky Love. Emily. Yep. Yeah, I, I watched that way too much. Um, I liked all the Disney movies. You know, I was really big into Aladdin yeah. and Lion King. You know, all your go-tos. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I haven't, we haven't talked about Three Ninjas yet. Holy cow. Yeah. That's, Three uh, Ninjas was a big one for me. Yeah. The, you know, it's funny. I actually fell into that franchise, which people don't call it a franchise, but it is to me. <laughs> I fell into that franchise backwards because I, the first Three Ninjas I ever saw was the one where they go to like Witch Mountain. Wait, there's more than one? Yes. I only know the original gangster. <laughs> well, technically. I didn't know that they Technically it's the only good one but okay good that's good to know yeah. i kind of assumed yes but, and yeah. and you're using you're playing fast and loose with the term good yeah well <laughs> yes for what it is it yes. is good for yeah. what it is it's good and also i wasn't allowed to watch many things as a as a kid like i wasn't even allowed to watch pg-13 movies oh yeah this, you know, we like were talking about of... this before too I, I wasn't allowed to watch uh red and stimpy oh yeah why yeah. why is that though? You know, I don't know that I ever asked specifically. I think just because <laughs> I think that my mom might have caught some of it and was just like, it's gross and I don't like sure. it's just gross and I don't want you guys that to see sense, it. That makes sense, yeah. Because they were I mean, they were pretty I feel like streamlined on a lot of the censorship, like, okay, this is too adult or whatever. Right. But then every once in a while they'd hit us with one that seemed odd to me mm -hmm. and it was usually because it was disgusting. Like my mom growing up we weren't allowed to say the word fart. Yes. We had to say toot. Okay. Or, you know, past gas. That's or, a very Southern thing, by the way. Is it really? That you're not allowed to say fart. I've noticed that. That's that, interesting. Well, at least at least when I, like, I went to college in the South. So, like, I, I lived around, like, ten, in Tennessee, the Tennessee mm -hmm. area. And I noticed, like, Tennessee, Georgia, like, all that stuff, like, it, like, makes their face turn red when they hear the word fart. It's yeah. really strange. My mom still, like, I still even won't, I won't say it on purpose in front of her sure. I wouldn't like I wouldn't do it to just to hurt her yeah because <laughs> I know she doesn't like the word so and like she doesn't like it of course cursing she doesn't yeah. like us to curse so I and I and I curse pretty regularly now but mm -hmm. I I try to you know yeah. make my mom happy and sure. amend my behavior accordingly yeah but when she's not here you let those farts fly yeah 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 let the farts <laughs> and the fucks fly <laughs> Absolutely. It. Yeah. The original F word. That's what it is. So we weren't allowed. To, we, well, I say we, but it was technically me for a long time. Uh, my, my sister was born when I was 10. So we have like a oh, 10 very year, separate rules, very separate yeah. rules. Yeah. So for me, like I wasn't allowed to say stupid. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like I wasn't allowed to say fart. I wasn't allowed to say any anything that sound that could sound offensive that's interesting because my wife doesn't like me to say stupid or right. to call things or people stupid right so yeah we i that's like an adult thing that i've sort of shied away from because she just doesn't like it and i'm like oh well and it's like you know she has good points it's like yeah of don't course. insult someone's intelligence that's you can be more intelligent in your insult <laughs> that is you know what that's very accurate yeah that is very accurate so I, I side with her on that yeah unless someone's just being dumb i don't think she has a problem with dumb but stupid she doesn't like <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's the same thing i know it Technically, is but yeah. at least to me it is it's the and same thing maybe she'll listen to this and be like actually i have a problem with that as well you just never <laughs> used to say it yeah i could be misquoting I don't oh know. my gosh yeah that's crazy what what other things oh i liked the jetsons a lot there you go the jetsons i was big into that I watched a lot of stuff like with my sister. So okay, that's that's cool. I, I feel like I, for they, they might listen to this and be like, "You're wrong about this too." I, I have a habit of every time this is like the third or fourth time I've done a podcast that's like talking about childhood or childhood things. Yeah, yeah. And I find that when people around me 
listen to it, they're like, that's not how it went. And my memory of it is very different. I'm just like, no, nope, this is how I choose to remember it. Sure. I am the celebrity of my memories. Yeah, I got that. Um, but we used to watch stuff together, but they really let me drive. Like I was in the driver's seat on picking things to watch together. Oh, wow. So I remember, I remember speaking of church, we'd always race home on Sundays after mass to get home in time to catch Xena warrior princess. Nice. Yeah. And yes. then it was like a double feature. It was like Hercules and then Xena. Exactly. Or vice I remember versa. those. I remember. Yeah. And so we'd always race home to, to watch them because there was no DVR. Right. It was, you have to, it's <laughs> appointment viewing only. Your DVR was running a red light. Exactly. Yeah. Get home now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even change out of your like church clothes because until commercial. Yep. Um, but yeah, we would race home. We loved that. I think I might still be able to do it. Do you know the Xena call? It was like. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, that was like her, like I'm about to flip in the air and cut you or whatever. She had a big sword. Yeah. I definitely remember the flipping in the air and yeah. the sword stuff. I remember all that. I also think it, this just sort of popped in my brain as I was going through stuff. I was like, wow, I liked a lot of like. Three Ninjas is like very, it's like more boy. It would probably have been sure. marketed to boys. Right. Lion King. Oh, the mailman must be here. Yep. And my dog has to say hello. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> All right, we're done. But okay, so then Three Ninjas, then like the one, things I mentioned, Aladdin and Lion King are mm-hmm. like, they're not the princess movies. Right. Which is weird. And then I just mentioned Xena, but she had like a sidekick, Khaleesi yes. or, or whatever. I think that was her name. Yeah, it was Khaleesi, yeah. I think. Is that weird that it's, that's from the Lord of the... Or, um, it does sound like it's from Game of Thrones, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Well, weird it was huh? Khaleesi though, wasn't it? That was the sidekick's name. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, it's been a long yeah. time since I've seen it. So yeah. I really am the whole... I'm wondering if person. I'm programming it from Game of Thrones and I'm... And Possible. Not, well, whatever. She had a sidekick that was blonde. Right. And they had like kind of chemistry. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying that I think a lot of my likes and dislikes, it should have been pretty clear. <laughs> the, the track we were heading down. Sure. There were signs. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. So another thing that I wanted to talk to you about, do you remember any, do any commercials or product placement things stick out in your craw from when you were a kid? Is that something for me? Like, I still yeah. remember like Mattel commercials, like you name it. Like I still remember like the crossfire theme. Song. Yeah. You know what You'll I mean? You'll get caught up in the, the crossfire. crossfire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so not off the top of my head, but like when you say that, I'm immediately taken back. Yes. The one thing, uh, do you remember Skip It? Yes. That one. Very best thing of all. There's a counter on this ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> skip it. Skip it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had one of those for too. Seven and up. Yeah. <laughs> and not for people with weak ankles. <laughs> Yes. Which I had and it was yeah. horrifying. I yes. was just walking with like cut up and bruised ankles. <laughs> my my wife calls my ankles now Bambi ankles. Really? Why yeah. is that? Just because they're so prone to injury. Like I've oh my in gosh. in all of in in my life I've broken both of them and then I th- broken one twice, once the other one and then sprains and all kinds of crap. Yeah. You know it's funny right when you said Bambi, it made me think maybe your wife is like the thumper, you know, because she has that very personality. That's like, if you can't say anything nice, don't say yeah. anything at oh, all. Oh, that is her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's it's not far off from my mom. They're both very similar. Yeah. What they say about you kind of finding people that remind you of your parents or whatever. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Not absolutely. actually definitively <laughs> right, consciously. That, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Exactly. Yeah. So another thing that I would say, was a very big thing, at least for most kids. I don't know about you, but we, I really liked cereal growing up. Were you oh. a really big cereal person? I liked cereal. I think I had a healthy relationship with cereal. Oh yeah. I was really into pop tarts. 
Into Pop-Tarts, okay. We weren't allowed to have them for breakfast, though. So they were my snack. <laughs> okay. Because it's like, it wasn't a suitable breakfast. Sure. Of course, I was allowed to have, like, like Cocoa Puffs right. for some reason. <laughs> but That's I remember, we weren't, I know, but we weren't allowed to have Pop-Tarts. It's like. But we would have them in the house. It was just, that's a snack. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's like, uh, like my best friend, he wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter, but he was allowed to watch Wizards of Waverly Place. It makes no sense. It's the same thing. Yeah, it seems very arbitrary. <laughs> yeah. It seems like maybe his parents didn't like yeah. the Harry Potter for some reason. I guess. it was. They were Slytherins. <laughs> re- yeah, it was relatively similar for me as well. But I was a lot older once Wizards of Waverly Place came out, so I wasn't interested really. Yeah. You know, other than like, wow, well, Selena Gomez is cool in your friend's parents defense wizards of waver place was like through and through made for kids right from the first episode to the last yeah and because harry potter was written where the the readers were growing up mm-hmm. it was like over the course of years yeah the subject matter and the content does get like heavy yeah that's so true. even though you can handle the first movie or book when mm-hmm. you're 10 you certainly can't handle the seventh one right when you're like, when you're 10 yeah. you're 10 so that makes sense so they might be like oh, we just don't we just want to pump the brakes and maybe we'll start you when you're like 14, split the difference, and you can <laughs> you can learn all about death. Now. Yeah. Let's, I don't think that's what it is, but no, I hope but so. I, I was, like, it would make my, the most sense. It would. And that's probably, I thought it way further through than anyone else did. But <laughs> my sister is, uh, I have a 10-year-old nephew who's yeah. like, she's like, he's a like voracious reader. Mm-hmm. And she's like trying to like, ooh, I don't, I'm like wondering when she should open up to Harry Potter. He's not like asking for it or interested in it yet. So it's like very much up to her to, to introduce him mm-hmm. excuse me and then we'll see if he likes it or not he better or you know he's pretty much dead to me but <laughs> <laughs> but she's going through that thing too she's like well it's maybe you know that he's not interested isn't the worst thing he's got other books that are more for his age age group right now so. yeah absolutely yeah so just to go into our new uh, another bit uh one of the things that i like to do on this podcast is i like to review a cereal with my guest oh yeah how delightful yeah so uh what i did was i spoke with my sponsors over at funco uh now by sponsor i mean that i like them and by spoke to i mean that i tweeted them repeatedly and they didn't get back to me so (laughs) another thing is i usually like to get a cereal that has something to do with my guest in some way shape or form okay cool. so the cereal that i got for you this is exciting yeah (gasps) is batgirl cereal Oh my goodness. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That looks awesome. Yeah. So I've never heard of this. Yeah. It, well, just Is it all, it's not mainstream, I guess. Yeah. It's not mainstream cereal. No, no man. It's Wait, awesome, I only though. get indie cereal. That's yeah. all I get. I only get the alternative so, rock yeah, cereal. You're so alt. Exactly. You're so, yeah. <laughs> what a this, hipster. It's the radio head of cereal right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh it's the tasty treat that's fun to eat. Okay, so the whole, so for the listeners, the box is all purple with with yellow writing and Oh, there's a toy? There is. And the it, they basically look like purple Fruit Loops, if I can relate it to something. And I have to be honest with you, the purple worries me because it, I, I'm worried it's going to be grape flavored. <laughs> and I have been traumatized by grape flavored things. Well, the good news is <laughs> I have done a lot, like 20, 27 or 28 episodes of these. And I get a lot of Funko cereals and they all taste exactly the same. Okay. So it's just food coloring. Exactly. I don't have to be So scared. you don't have to, you don't have to be worried about grape flavored things. Phew. It's not going to taste like grape. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and pour them into the bowl here and I'm going to make sure and mic it for all the ASMR weirdos that yeah, like to you loop guys. it and make it their ringtone or whatever the weird thing it is that they do. Good one. All right. Yum. So it would be fun to review this cereal, but I think what will be more fun is to review this cereal as Batgirl. Oh. So 
what I would like for you to do is I what what I'm going to do is I'm going to play some Batgirl adjacent music oh, or, just, or okay. Batman music. And so Batman talks like this, right? But Batgirl, Batgirl is what is she? She like husky with a pitch issue. So here's here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. So hey, we can make Batgirl. her. Yeah, we yeah. can make her sound like whatever we want. Yeah. And the the best part is whoever knows what she sounds like is going to be so mad, and that's yes. going to be hilarious. Oh, I'm so, I apologize in advance for your anger. <laughs> They're probably Take your not blood gonna. pressure pills. No. <laughs> They're going to be upset about about it. If they are, they don't have a life. But yeah, so I'm going to find some Batman music here. Okay. And then whenever you're ready, I would like for you to review this as Batgirl. Well, okay. Now, instinctually, now that I'm reviewing it as Batgirl, I Mm -hmm. feel like I'm going to be predisposed to like my own cereal. You can. I don't know. We'll just see. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, we'll just see. Yeah, exactly. We'll see what happens. Just pretend like Commissioner Gordon just gave this to you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure it out from there. Here we go. Whenever you're ready. Okay. I'm Batgirl. (laughs) Let's try my cereal. Um, I thought I told that Commissioner Gordon not to put grape in here. (laughs) It does taste oddly like purple. Not necessarily but it tastes like purple and it's not good they could have called this robin's cereal robin girl baby bird i'm outraged i'm flying away in anger all right that girl cereal ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna try i don't think i like it you don't think you like it i'm trying to give it like a solid chance sure no, I'm not into it. Yeah, it's a the thing is, it's not bad, but it's also not great. It's no, like it's, bad. it's just fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh I think you're being generous. Yeah, I, kind because of. Because you want the sponsorship? No. Is that what it is? No. I, I uh, mean, at the end of the day, I sponsor them. So right. <laughs> Are you going to try it? I I've, I've tried them it all. It tastes like purple. So. <laughs> it, it tastes, tastes like, like purple. It does taste like Okay, well don't I don't want you to, you know, take the extra calories on my account. No, that's fine. It tastes gross. And now it's stuck in my teeth. Fair enough. It's not good. Fair enough. It does. It doesn't. There's an aftertaste. Yeah, it does. And it doesn't have. Yeah, this specific one definitely doesn't have a flavor. It just tastes like purple. You're definitely right. Thank you. See? Absolutely. I want. Because I assumed going in, I was just going to be positive. Then I was like, no, I really can't lie about this. It's disgusting. Yeah. Batgirl would be offended personally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She, she'd be like, did you even try? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the good news is the reason why I got this for you is because I feel like what Batgirl does is she kicks butt at night and that's what yeah, you do. And that's hey, what you do as a comedian. You. Thank you. You know, okay, you kick butt that. at night. I appreciate that. That's really nice. Okay. I, I liked it right off the bat. <laughs> um, simply because she seems like kind of a badass. Yeah, but, absolutely. But now that you have like a whole little ex- explanation, that's really sweet. Yeah. There always is an explanation as to why that's I get these nice. cereals. Yeah. But I want to talk about what you're doing now, you know, you started comedy and all these things. I, from my recollection from the last time we spoke, I want to say you started five years ago, right? We started uh, four, around, the, but yeah, we started around yes. the same time. Yeah. It, um, it's been about, it's been a little over four years. Yeah. Yeah. So tell the listeners about stand up. Yeah. About, hey. about when, <laughs> about where you started Yeah, and about stand up. Yeah. 
I started in LA, yeah. which is which is kind of unique for for a lot of people, mm-hmm. bec- especially that I'm not in LA anymore. <laughs> right. It's like if you had started in LA, you'd pretty much just stay there. Yeah. And keep doing it until you you know made it or gave up. Right. Well, um, I but, I actually relate to you 100 because that's oh. where I started as well. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. So I started in LA. I was I was based. So LA is sort of you know this if you've done stand up there, but. It's sort of like several little scenes in one right. where because it's so spread out geographically, there's sort of like a scene on the west side, a scene in Hollywood, a scene on the east side, a scene in the valley. A scene, like it, it's sort of just broken up where you'll have people crossing over. But to understand it best, it's like, no, there's just like a bunch of smaller scenes that are just doing their own little thing. And um, that so I was in the valley and I, you know, by the end of it, I was in the Hollywood a fair amount on the east side a fair amount. And I had only dabbled on the west side here and there. And, uh, then, um, I moved and now I'm in, so I moved three years in to South Florida, uh, due to my wife's, a really great job opportunity for her. Okay. So, and I kind of was in the mindset what, because we were always like, why would you want to leave or whatever? And I was like, there was a lot that we loved about Los Angeles and a lot we were ready to leave, Sure, you know? And so this job thing came around and I sort of justified it in my head comedy wise where I was like, well, I'm only three years in and I'm, I'm not able to compete with these people who have TV credits and they're getting shows and I'm having a hard time breaking in to the, the, to the next step. The next thing I want to be doing is like start featuring or whatever right. and, and staying here. And so I was like, what if I, if we move to a smaller market, this was even before we knew South Florida was going to be it. If I moved to a, a smaller area, I could get a lot more stage time. And in my brain, I was like, maybe even get paid to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we moved here and quite honestly, it's come true. It's, it, I do get paid for most, if not all the sets I do. Most of my sets are, you know, uh, in the 20 to 30 minute range. Mm-hmm. And that was not happening in Los Angeles. Yeah. So this has been incredible. Like, I feel like this is where I needed to be in this like four to, you know, maybe seven years it range to continue to like develop and grow as a comedian. And yeah. I still miss LA. I've been back twice since and, you know, done shows and stuff and trying to keep connections there. But in the scheme of like stand up, I don't know that I miss it all that much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, I would say if I had to pick something I miss, it's certainly the, um, sort of glisten glamor of, I, I do stand up in LA and telling people that you do comedy there. Right. Hmm. Especially comedians that don't know or right. people that don't know that like how hard it really, like what a grind it is. And then also the shows themselves and like the quality of comedy. It was like, that was pretty cool. Like I would be on a show and then like a celebrity would drop in or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or someone I like really respect and admire and that yeah. isn't going to happen in South Florida, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld's not dropping in Yeah, at the, you know, so that was really cool too. But I think as far as like my own personal development, I'm in, I'm right where I should be and it's, it's going well. Yeah. When did you start performing? Did you start performing as a kid? Uh, performing. That's interesting. I now are you familiar with the artist way? Do you yeah, know what that is okay. Absolutely. So in in diving in sort of into my psyche with that whole artist way, mm-hmm. um, I would say from like a very early age, I knew I wanted to be like on stage and perform or like entertain, and I sort of like hid that and felt like it wasn't a realistic goal or a a, a worthy achievement. Like I needed to have like a real job and a real plan mm-hmm. for how I was going to take care of myself. Okay. And so I sort of like pushed it aside for a long time. And then, why, and, and can I ask you, why do you think that you thought that way? You know, I'm not sure. Like the, one of the things the artist way has you explore is like where you got those notions from. And they, this book basically, or, you know, teaching or whatever, um, mantra, whatever you want to call it 
you know, hints at the fact that it's like parents, teachers, coaches, mentors in your life, or even friends, family members, whatever, gave you these impressions, whether like directly or indirectly saying it to you or speaking about others doing it or whatever. And that, and it, it comes out, it, it comes, it comes through. I can't pinpoint my memory is terrible. So I don't have necessarily a, like a distinct memory of someone telling me that wasn't worthy, sure. but I guess maybe the sum of my collective, you know, upbringing or, um, belief system or whatever just made me feel like it, I needed to have at least a backup plan and it couldn't be my primary pursuit. Right. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, I don't want to blame my parents because I don't think it's anything they ever said, though they both did have careers and I don't think anyone is to blame when it comes to that stuff. And one of the reasons why I'm asking you that is because I relate to that a lot. Yeah. Because I was it. It's a very it's a very Christianese thing, at least from Mm -hmm. what I can remember from growing up to always stay humble. Mm-hmm. And the entertainment business is not about humility. Hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about who you are and what you do and everything about you. Yeah, and even into the even in the point where I am right now, where I've sort of like I, I've embraced it and I'm just trying my best to you know be who I am and be true to myself, but still pursue this. It's still hard for me to like look at all these shows I'm going to be on. Right. Come to my show. Come pay to see me perform. Exactly. It's still like really hard for me you know, to do that and pressure people the way that you're supposed to, to to sell tickets. Sure. I'm always like, Hey, if you can come cool, if not, no worries. Like I know there's other things and more fun things you might want to do. And it's just weird. It's like, I've gotten to a point where it's like, this is just part of the business and you just have to like sort of turn on like a blind eye and just do it. But it was really hard in the beginning. So anyway, I think I started performing in like a subtle, more subtle capacity. I joined, I started improv, I guess that's not subtle, but I started improv And, and I had, I had been doing like little web videos and vlogs and things like this. And I started doing improv and then I was like, oh, this like really ignites like something in me. Like this is where I'm really happy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I I was like going down the improv thing and having a great time at that. And then I got really annoyed by trying to coordinate people's schedules and like we'd have a show and it's like, you have to get six other people to be free that day to go to the show and, and a varying commitment levels. Like there could be half of you that are super into it that will cancel plans for it. But then even even one or two people aren't like that. Now you've got to bail on a show or bail on a practice or whatever. And I was just like, I got sick of doing that. And finally was like, I've just got to do stand up. I've Mm got to just try stand up. And, and it was still, I mean, daunting and scary to me. And then I finally, I finally, after my wife said, um, you have to stop talking about it and just do it. Right. And I was like, you're right. And she's like, just do it. Stop saying you're gonna, or you, you're, you've always wanted to, or you will eventually and just freaking do it. Right. And something that I found really interesting is that when you moved out to LA, you started with like PA jobs mm-hmm. and things like that. And that's kind of how you fell into, into love with wanting to write. Yeah, right? Is, absolutely. It, 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 was, it was like, I, th- I think what I was doing, if, if I can reference artists way again, sure. was this thing that they call like, so they call a shadow artist is like someone who wants very much to be like an artist or the performer or the writer or the painter, whatever the artistry is, sculptor, who knows. And because they're either afraid to pursue it or whatever, they pick careers that are like adjacent to that feel safe and feel worthy. And they're, but they're not quite right. Like you, maybe you're an agent Mm -hmm. or maybe you're a producer, which is the track I was on. I was, I was an associate producer when I left television to start doing stand up and performing and like for reals. Yeah. And, uh, and so I think that's what I was doing. I was like, oh, 
like I can remember my mom watching the Today Show and being like, you should be Katie Couric or like whatever. You should be on TV. Right. Like you would be so good at this. Yeah. Like just doing this or whatever, like interviewing the people or whatever. And me being like, yeah, that would be really fun. And then sort of like, like I said, for whatever reason, thinking it wasn't a worthy pursuit because I was like, well, I don't want to be a news anchor. So that doesn't, that's not legitimate then because I don't want to do the news. So I got to, maybe I could do programming or production or whatever and sort of making reasons in my head why this made more sense for me. Yeah. There's something, there's something kind of funny about that, especially, especially about like, it's at least common for me with the whole, like, you know, your parents or someone will see something and be like, you should do that thing. And yeah. like, like, for example, like, oh, you sing, you should be on American Idol. Like, <laughs> oh, oh really? God. I wasn't thinking about that. Thanks. No, my- you're, you're funny. You should be on SNL. Yeah. Like, really? really? Oh, oh. Thanks. thanks so much. I'll give him a call. Yeah. Well, I had someone <laughs> told me this before. <laughs> yeah. My friend, this is the best. My friend was like, she was like talking to her mom and her mom was like, you know what? With this whole comedy thing, it would be a lot easier if you just, just go viral. You just need to go viral. <laughs> right. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let me just go viral. Yeah, let me let me hashtag viral on this video. <laughs> that way we can make the video viral. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe I didn't think of that. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I get that all the time. Yeah, it's so crazy to me. But yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's real funny. So you worked on... You worked on uh, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Yes. Well, I was, I was at NBC Page. Right. And then I worked on The Tonight Show. So you then, were uh, Jack McBrayer's character on 30 I was 100%. Yeah, I was Casey awesome. the Page. That's awesome. Yeah. And it, it's, I mean, obviously that's like a, a hyperbole version of that, but I of was course. pretty close. Yeah. I mean, I was so excited to be there and so eager. I mean, there were days that I probably was right on the nose. I was just him through and through. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was a page and then they hired me as a production assistant on the show. And then I did that for a while and like sort of moved up into like their web department. I left for a few months and then came back in a higher position, partially because I wasn't getting the upward, like the the, the promotion I felt like I earned. And then partially because someone had told me, you can't go from a PA to this. You have to leave and come back for whatever red tape reason. Okay. So I left. I went to Oprah, Oprah Winfrey Network. I went to NFL Network and was producing, like doing okay. that kind of thing. And then I came back to The Tonight Show before it ended. I was there for like another year before it ended. Just out of curiosity, what side of production, like can you describe what you were? Sure. So doing? like, so the main role I had, I was an associate producer, it's mm-hmm. called. And um, it, it, talking about talk shows, which is what I did the most of the time. Um, when you have a talk show, like a guest come on the show, like a celebrity, like whatever you're having, like Kim Kardashian come on or something mm-hmm. like that. It's not just like them walking out and them having a conversation with the host. Right. Everything is like produced ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So my job was to work with a senior producer and research the heck out of the guest, right? We would go back and any other times that person might've been on the show. We got to look at those bits. What have we talked about? What, what games have we played? Whatever. And then, uh, produce the segment that they're going to be on. So they're going to be on for a total of probably seven minutes a four minute segment and then a three minute segment right. what are we going to ask what's what's their answer going to be right what are we going to ask then how do we work in the promotion for whatever movie or perfume or whatever they're trying to promote mm-hmm. got to work that in are we going to play a game are we going to give them a gift let's write the comedic beast to the exactly. story they're telling about going so, camping exactly right. so we we produce all that we do a bunch of research then the senior producer gets on a um a pre-interview a phone call where they go like okay this is what we would want to talk about okay, like let's hit some beats. You're going to tell the story. Great. Flush it all out. It has to go through the powers that be the, the upper um, executive producers and all that. But that's all, so that's all done ahead of time and it's a loads of work. And also depending on the, the show, 
as an associate producer, your role could also be logistics of getting them there, like setting up a car, like uh, hair and makeup. What time? What's their call time? Yeah. Uh, do, do they need security? What kind of food do they need? Like all kinds of stuff. That's so much work, man. So yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's, it's crazy how much um, pressure there can be when you, because there's these celebrities come with like such, you know, you have to like, you know, hold them with like gloves and it's mm-hmm. like, you can't, you know, if anything's wrong, they're going to be mad. Yeah. You know? And so there's amazing amount of pressure to do it all right and have it all perfect when it's like, Hey, we're just making TV here. People. It's so funny because I've, I've done a lot of acting gigs for like the past 10 years and things like that. And then it, it usually depends on the project and like, you know, what, how like big in quotations the project is and stuff like that. I always find it so funny where they they'll have they'll hire a, a PA just to follow you to make sure that you don't like run away. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just going to the bathroom. I'm yeah, not going yeah. anywhere, <laughs> you know, but but apparently that's like a thing. And I'm yeah. just like, how do people do that? That makes yeah. no sense to me. But apparently it's like a thing. I don't know. So essentially you were writing these stories and then you, at one point you were just like, man, I really just would rather be doing this myself. Well, that's kind of what it came down to is like when I tell like the, uh, you know, the spark notes version or whatever, sure. the, the cliff noted version, it's like, I realized that instead of making these celebrities seem funny or digging through their personal stories to, to have a funny story, I just want to be the funny person on camera. And so, you know, long story short, I've worked up the courage to leave a very lucrative and good profession. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and start one that's not very lucrative at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, but it makes me a lot more fulfilled at the end of the day. And, you know, it, people are always like, why wouldn't you just start doing comedy while you were doing that? And the, and the truth is I was so drained creatively and, you know, exhausted. Yeah. It they were It's not like an eight-hour work day. It's, yeah, you I know, couldn't imagine yeah, doing comedy and doing that. You're on call all the time. Yeah. And there's some people that can do it and maybe I could go back to doing it now that I have like a routine with standup. Sure. Maybe, but I still think the creative, the, the, the way you're drained out of like that side of you, it'd be very hard to like work all day making content for one person and then co- turn around and go do it for myself. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I just, I, I kind of was like, okay. And to tell you the truth, I realized that I just didn't care about celebrities. Sure. And that was a big part of the role. It was like, of course, y- y- you're not just researching Kim Kardashian because she's coming on the show. You already know a ton about her because you watch all the stuff you care about her happenings. You're following her on Instagram and all that. And I just was like, Hey, I don't actually care about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it seems like a lot of other people in my role do. Yeah. And I don't. And so I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah. Yeah. So what, Mics were you hitting when you were in LA? Oh, we're going to go that deep, huh? Well, I just uh, want to know because we started around the same time and okay. I just find it that it, I find it kind of funny that maybe we saw each other paths. and didn't even realize it. Yeah. You know? So I hosted for like two or three ye- for a long, at least two years, close to three at Flappers bar mic on Monday nights. Okay. So I was there a lot. Um, and then I was also, I would do the one at the other bar, the other door on Tuesdays. I did, um, Oh my gosh, this is like taking me back. Um, I would try to hit the improv on Sundays for lab work. Um, I never got up. I must have gone a dozen times. Really? I never got called. Stayed stayed till the latest I ever stayed was like till it ended, but I only did that like once. Yeah. And then I would stay at least till midnight and I never got called. And 
<clears throat> now, of course, I'm like, maybe I should try and go just one time when I'm in LA. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, I did the lab a few times. It was always kind of a crapshoot because well, it's getting, all comedians. Yeah, I ended up getting booked at the improv through an independently produced show yeah. a couple times now. So I've gotten to do the main stage. Yeah. Um, but I still, you know, I'd like, I was like, maybe you got to go find a side door. This, I'm just not going to be able to walk in the, the regular way. Of if course. You were like the traditional gatekeeper, but yeah. I can do it another way is what I found. Um, let's see. Um, I, found, I always, like, I, I was in Burbank, so well. there was, um, the, uh, the veterans of what was that? The, the Burbank veterans, whatever it was that had a mic. I can't remember the Burbank, the Burbank veterans. Oh, what was it? It was like the veterans of foreign wars. Like the VFW there in Burbank had, um, open mic. On oh, like Friday they? nights. I yeah. don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Like I said, that. I was very, I was in the Valley. So that's where all the mics I was going to. Yeah. But, um, well, I, I, to, I lived in, in the Valley as well. I lived in okay. Valley village. So then there was that one at, uh, good night. Good night. Good night. Yeah. I went to that one a lot. Yeah. Oh wow. This is like, Oh, there was one that had started up within like maybe a year of when I left. Zach Vile ran it. What was it called? It was at that bar, the beer place. Right. Uh, I, I remember Zach. It was a, bre- yeah. it's a it was a, it was like a beer bar. I can't remember the name of it, but I used to go there all the time as a patron, not just as a comedian right. looking for stage time. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. A lot of my recollection of a lot of these places are just looking through the comedy bureau. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. then driving or Ubering to said place from the comedy bureau and then doing my set and going to another place on the yep. comedy bureau. <laughs> and yeah. like, that's... Other than like a few rooms where I where I went very frequently, like the meltdown and you know things like that, and oh, yeah. uh, and flappers and um, and places like that, I don't remember a lot of these places. I remember who books them. Right. I remember, yeah, the I remember, host. Yeah, I remember yeah, exactly. the hosts. I remember all these things. Yeah, I just don't remember the bars or like yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I remember the rooms and like what they look like and things where like that. Where the stage was exactly where, where the like, stage. Why was. would they put that there? Yeah, and how awkward it would be if you know it wasn't levitated or if like oh they were levitating were too, them. You mean elevated? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also do magic. So oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it's me and Justin Willman. That's it. We're the only comedians that do magic. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, he's clearly better than me. But a lot yeah. of magicians think they're comedians. So, <laughs> well, so. but Justin Woman's actually a good right. comedian, though. Right. Right. That's right. the difference. That's a, that's a huge difference. Very important difference. <laughs> exactly. So you ended up moving back here uh, yes. after after that, and that was around what time? I was January of this year, of January of 2019. Oh, really? So it hasn't even been that long. No. Holy cow. Yeah. That's that's still, great. Still pretty, I guess, pretty new-ish here, but but I dove right in. I mean, I started... Yeah, you're freaking killing it. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but I, I had a, I had met, you know, Richie Lees. I yeah. knew him from LA. Of course. Me so too. I had reached out to him when I was moving here and asked him for some advice. And then I met Fassel early on and mm-hmm. he helped me. So I had like the connections in place and I got here and I just started going to stuff immediately. Like I would just start... I drove down like the, my very first, we arrived on like a Saturday mm-hmm. and that Monday I went to red bar in Miami and stayed there and didn't go up until 1am. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? And just started, I was like, well, I got to hit everything and meet everybody yep. and prove myself. Cause it really is starting over. Of course. And like, and like you walk in and I know I'm funny. Like I know I'm at least funny enough to, to be, to, to be at this open mic, right. Mm-hmm. Or to like perform here. And, but nobody knows that nobody knows you. I've related a lot to playing pickup basketball Okay. because I walk in and I'm the girl and it's like, well, no one wants to pick me up. And then I, until I play and I better not turn the ball over in the first game or the first possession. And if I shoot, I better not miss right. because no one's going to pick me up again. So it's like, in stand up. It's like you show up and it's like, you got to just got to keep your head down and do your thing until you get a chance to go up. 
because you can't sit there having a conversation with somebody outside and being like, I'm really funny. It's like, no, go up, show that you're good or like, you know, decent. And then stuff will happen. Yeah. So for the first few weeks, I was just hitting every open mic I could waiting my until my turn, shaking hands with the hosts, whatever, and just really getting after it. Yeah. That's honestly the best way to do it. And it's the only way to do it, really. Yeah. And it's well, the only way that's like... There's to, there's to, other ways that other people do it, yeah. but that well, is the, the correct I way. I feel like it's the way to do it where you'll, you're going to get the respect you want. Correct. Without yeah. the like anger or jealousy from any of like, or less anger and jealousy Absolutely. from regulars, which are like, who's this new person coming and taking all our spots? Like right. you got to put in the work and like meet people. Yeah. I completely understand what you mean yeah. by that. And I get it on the other side where it's like, whenever new people would walk into my mic and when I was hosting LA... And I immediately, I'm like, I assume you're not good until you prove otherwise. Sure. So, so I get it. Like yeah. I get people walking in like, who's this new person? And then like, whatever, and kind of discarding them or whatever until you see otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you've been doing this for four years. There's definitely been some great shows. There's been some bad shows i would assume oh yeah so do any does anything does anything like funny or embarrassing or notable stand out from performing on stage yeah um there's like a handful of like smaller things i don't know if any of them really make for like the greatest you know moment but i remember one show i've done a lot of bar shows yeah you know and i remember one the host was like super high and like barely able to speak mm-hmm. the host. <laughs> right. And so, and, Doug Benson? And, I, <laughs> and I always tend to volunteer to go first yeah. because a, I've heard it's good practice. B I can usually leave early after and, and see my, I'm pretty clean or yeah. like clean in, in comparison to a lot of open micers. Sure. So it's, it's easier for me if I can go up first before, you know, someone talks about anal sex for 10 minutes. Right. And then I have to get up there and be like, Florida. Right. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So they're pretty similar to be yeah. honest. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's like super high. He can't even remember my name. He brings me up finally. And I'm just like, good, get lost. Like, it doesn't matter what's happened. I get a clean slate now that you're, I'm up here. Right. And I'm like, I'll, I'll work my way back. But then he just kept popping back up like he kept coming back up and like every he, he took the mic with him oh no because there was like a wireless and one on stage and so he was like in the back and like popping onto the side of the stage like what i can only call like a a like i don't know critics like he was just like listening and then heckling with a microphone oh no but like as a comedian trying to like do a two-man show or something i don't know it was terrible i was like this is awful uh, I eventually got them on my side and I got him. I was like, oh, hey, go get us beers. And I like got him to go to the bar and I finished my set. <laughs> that is not a um, fun situation at all. It was weird. And then, <laughs> I mean, there's been like a handful of those like just crappy bar shows and yeah. people not paying attention and, and you know what I mean? Of all course that awfulness. I do. Yeah. Anytime you, you go into a show and they're like, oh, you're going to follow music. And you're like, okay, great. That's exactly (laughs) what people want. Yeah. Is to have to suddenly quiet down and listen and pay attention. Yeah. That's usually always really difficult. Like to do anything where you're doing comedy at any kind of a variety show. Yeah. Where, or or like someone's doing like spoken word poetry. Oh, I just thought of a a good story. So this ended up being cool and ended up like working out all right. But I I have a pretty long joke about uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just riff on the fact that they called it dicks. And mm-hmm. it's like, you sell sporting goods. Like you knew lesbians were going to be in here. Right. And you called your store dicks. Right. right. And so I just 
tear them apart. I'm just like making fun of them, make fun of their website. It's it's like a six minute bit. Right. And then um, I'm performing this at the Palm Beach Improv and the woman in the front row is pointing across to her, what looks like her date or husband or whatever, pointing at this man as I'm telling the jokes and finally I get to, I finish it and I'm like, what are you, what are you pointing at him for? What do you, do you work at Dick's Sporting Goods? Right. Like, what do you like own it? And he was like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? And he was like, yes, I'm the CEO of Dick's Sporting Goods. And I was like, shut up. Yeah. I mean, the whole place just erupted. Right. It was crazy. And I was like, I was in such shock with the audience that I didn't even really have to say anything right. for the first few minutes. We were all just reacting. And then I was like, you know, I just played with it. And this is why it ended up being okay is because I feel like everybody was suddenly just in on it and was like, this is insane and the insanity of it. And so then I just talked to the guy. I was like, well, your name better be Dick. Right. Right. And like, was it Richard or whatever? And he's like, it's Ed. And I'm like, what? That makes no <laughs> sense. And then I, I got like brought him kind of up and was like talking to him. And he's like, well, my dad was Dick. I'm, you know, my dad started the store. He was Dick Stack. And I was like, wait, Stack? <laughs> Dick Stack? Oh my So gosh. then that went into like a whole thing. I, and I was like, worse. I, I was like, yeah. I was like, I guess yeah. you saved us by just making it Dicks. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> just like, a, yeah. So it ended up being really really fun but it was like wait what that's amazing yeah. <laughs> i love that oh my gosh so kind of like wrapping it up where if you where where do you i don't know i'm trying to i'm trying to ask that like cliche question but i'm trying to find a new way to to spin it because i was gonna Is this ask like, like the interview question that's like where do you see yourself in five years yeah but i just don't want to ask that because like it seems dumb so i think you know what this would be this would be pretty fun how about I ask you questions, but we're pretending like you're you in the future. Oh, okay. That's fun. I like yeah. that. I feel, I feel you. So I'm just going to ask you basic questions mm-hmm. and I want you to answer me according to whatever it is that you think that you've done, let's say 10 years from now. Ooh, 10. Okay. Yeah. Let's just okay. say that. I'm in my forties. Is my voice deeper? It might be. It have might- I started smoking? <laughs> Do I have a raspiness? No. <laughs> You're taking, I'm getting this, too, yeah. taking this the wrong way. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Your voice have is I the same. Any, have I killed anybody yet? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. A method. If you can't yeah, tell no, you. I know. <laughs> That's okay though. Casey, thank you so much for coming back. I can't believe it's been 10 years. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Crazy, right? I haven't aged a day. Yeah, I know. You look exactly the same. <laughs> thank it's you. crazy. I know people. I'll give you their card. Yeah. So what's been going on? Tell me about all of your successes. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm living in New York now. Oh wow. Um, yeah. It's very exciting. You know, I moved here wanting to just do stand up in, in, in an exciting new environment. I remember talking I about that. I never thought that I would get my own talk show. I dreamed of it, Did but I, I never thought it would actually happen. Holy cow. I know. That's crazy. It's, it's, like you have your own. It's my own talk show daytime you know it's just it's fun it's light people love me that's amazing. I don't, and i don't even mind the comparisons to ellen it's totally fine i love that oh my gosh that's the, so the first cool. few seasons i was a little bit spicy about it because i was like this is my own thing you know what i mean <laughs> don't make it about her yeah so but that's amazing so you're doing the talk show and like yes but obviously you're still going strong with stand-up right oh yeah i get up as much as i can that's the nice thing about the talk show thing is like it's it's that nine to five kind of job where we're out of the studio by 6 p.m and i can go and get up any night i want 
That's amazing. Yeah. And have you been able to record any of these sets and like show people? Well, I'm recording them all, but uh, as far as showing people, I'm waiting to, for, to put out my next special. So nobody okay. gets to see them yet. So you're, so you're, your next one. So you've already had one. Yes. Oh my gosh. Three. I can't believe you're supposed I, to research your guests. Mike. I, I'm <laughs> honestly, I'm not as good as I used to be at research. Yeah. It's okay. I, it's I weird. Can't. You know, ever since that ha- thing, whole thing happened with Google, I think a lot of I people know. are really struggling with the research. Yeah. It's really tough. I, I need to download your specials into my brain. I, yeah. haven't been able to do that yeah, yet. It's okay. Everyone slowed down with the whole fiber thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's incredible. Man, well, congratulations on all of your successes. Thank that's you. That's incredible. Thank Holy you. Cow. And, and congratulations to you on the success of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, 11 we'll, years strong. 11 years strong, 12 listeners. We're <laughs> still doing it. You know, <laughs> yeah, keep at it. I really feel like this is the day you're gonna you're gonna come up on the scene. <laughs> yeah, you'll get that two dozen. Oh my gosh! Well, let's go back in the DeLorean. Now we're back. Oh, now we're back. Love a Back to the Future reference. There though. you go. Yeah, that's my favorite movie. Oh, it's thirty three year old Casey. Boring. <laughs> Casey, where can people find you online? You can find me online. Uh, my website is CaseyConley.com. It's K-A-Y-C-E-E-C-O-N-L-E-E.com. And then I'm on everything, all the social medias as um, uh, Casey Fosho. Nice. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes and all that stuff. So you can follow her and go to all of her shows. Yeah, you're going to want to do that so that you can come on my talk show. Like get exactly. in, get into the ground floor. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And as for me, you can find me on Instagram at Mike Valdez on Twitter at I am Mike Valdez. You can go to who is Mike to find out the answer to that question. And that's it, man. Subscribe. Tell all of your friends. Thank you so much for listening. Let's grow this family. Bye, besties. 